Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, an accountant and business coach to the busy business mum looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, at the end of this episode, go on over to clairemarquick.com.au to check out all my latest offerings, blog posts, and freebies. But right now, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Business Podcast. And this week, I am back with a familiar face from season one, Mel Judd. Now, if you haven't listened to Mel's Real Talk episode from season one, it was episode number 12, and I'd encourage you to go back and check it out once we're done here. And I'll post the link to that episode in the show notes of this one to make it super simple. Now, this time I have invited Mel back for a pro tips conversation to talk more about managing our mindset, busting stress and becoming more in flow within our business. For those who don't know Mel, she is the founder of Integra Healing Co. She is a qualified life coach cognitive behavioral coach, solutions-based counselor, and trauma practitioner who works one-on-one with clients to identify and eliminate behaviors and attitudes that are holding them back from becoming the best versions of themselves. Mel is a mother of two, is passionate, a passionate mental health advocate and creator of a series of self-esteem and well-being and self-care programs for young girls, teens, and women. She is passionate about supporting her clients and with a history of depression, anxiety and disordered eating herself is driven to help people overcome their inner struggles, leading them to live their most fulfilled and content lives. Mel, I am so pleased to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, my pleasure. I love chatting with you. <laughs> we have some fabulous conversations, don't we? we? Do. What yep. turns out to be like a quick half hour coffee or something turns out two hours later and we have set the whole world to rights. <laughs> Absolutely. We've, we've solved the whole world's problems. <laughs> and eaten lots of caramel slice in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we are, we are living in a world right now that um, and facing challenges that many of us probably could never have imagined how we live our lives, how we run our businesses, how we run our homes, how we educate our kids. Everything has changed in the last few years. What impacts do you think that, we're going to just roll, we're going to dive straight on in there. (laughs) What impact do you think that's having on us? Oh, I think, I honestly think the last two years have turned humanity on its head, like personally, professionally, everything. I think it's been... Um, a big wake-up call that we all needed really to to do things differently. Um, I know for me personally it's it's really changed the way I operate and the way I I look at business and what business should look like. Mm. Um, I've dropped away from a lot of the the, um, constraints I suppose and restrictions that pre you know all this pandemic and whatever posed on us as business people and I think family-wise it's created a space for us to reconnect with families and start to figure out what's important and you know for me personally it's been I've really enjoyed it as far as the the mindset shift I've been able to drop into reconnecting with my kids and changing the way we do things at home and in business yeah yeah it's been it has been a real opportunity for that hasn't it and and I think even that in itself 
kind of leads us sort of nicely into what we wanted to talk about today, because if we view the last two years as an opportunity to reset, to reconnect, to um, filter out, to declutter, then we are going to be in a much better place, aren't we, than if we do view these last two years as the shit show that they have been. Let's not, let's not deny mm. it. It has been a complete shit that, show. You know, been all they over the place, have but, been. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I always say to clients when I'm working with them too, two things can be true. So yes, we can, we can acknowledge that the last two years have been a shit show. We can't deny that, you know, we can never deny the stress or the struggles or whatever, but we can also choose how we move through them. So, you know, I always say two can be show but it can also be a lesson and a learning experience and a, a place for growth or change or whatever it turns out to be so it's the way that you look at the situation that's going to change it for you because in essence when we're in some sort of struggle like that that we cannot change we cannot control when there's things we can't control. We need to look at that, you know, in itself and say, okay, I can't control this, but what can I control and what can I manage? And it always comes back to self, mm. you know, which is like you probably saw when I sent you through the notes for this, the mastery of self is like the overarching probably message of you know some of the things that I like to talk about and what I want to talk about today because it all starts and ends with self and if we can start to master that and manage that then everything else just flows around us so where do we start like you know as as we said in the intro we have had so many conversations about this and I think you and I are on very similar wavelengths Mm. but for, for those listening in who are like okay I am ready to pull myself out of this funk I am ready to um, hit the ground running you know maybe maybe we thought that was going to be the start of the year but then you know with this new influx of COVID and there'll be staff shortages and businesses have had to close again and we've been sick and kids have been off school it's maybe hasn't the year hasn't started off how we'd like it to what would be your sort of starting point for how we can pull ourselves out of this oh my god everything is overwhelming everything is on top of me mindset mm. my first tip is always look at your life realistically so as humans we tend to want to be and do everything mm. and and particularly and I don't mean to stereotype but it seems to particularly for women and women in business and working mums um I'm not saying that's always the case, but it's quite a common thread. So we need to realistically look at our plate and realistically look at our expectation of ourselves, Mm. you know, like, and then readjust accordingly. I read a a little, I I don't know if it was a quote or um, something the other day, and it said the typical 40-hour working week was developed in a time when it was the man that went out to work and the woman stayed at home. So he just went to work, worked 40 hours, came home, and then the woman did, you know. But then women got introduced to the workforce, but 
the women's roles never got adapted or adjusted, mm. you know, accordingly. It, it it's sort of just that message all got a bit skewed and a bit mixed up. And and when you think of it like that, you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. A 40-hour work week, that that's fine and that's achievable if that's all you have to do. Exactly. But <laughs> you know, we have to look at everything else in amongst that. And so looking at our life and our uh, you know, and our schedule realistically through a realistic lens and then adjusting and adapting accordingly mm-hmm. and looking at sort of having it what it looks like now, what I would like it to look like and then prioritise. Yeah. And, you know? and that can be, I, I don't know if you, if you recognise it or if you realise I have it too, notice it is probably the word I'm after there. If you notice it too in the work that you do, there is... Um, I find myself included sometimes priorities is like it's whoever's screaming loudest that becomes the priority um and really it takes us to physically stop and just look like you say look at everything that we've got on look at the business commitments look at client commitments or customer commitments look at every the commitments we've got with the house things we want to do for our own health and well-being things that school commitments sports different clubs extracurricular stuff it's about putting it all on the table isn't it and having a look at all of it and like you say deciding which bits of it are the bits that are going to move us in the direction of where we want to be but I guess to know which bits of it are going to move us in the direction of where we want to be we also need to know where that place is as well don't we we do we do need to like I said we need to and I don't think this is never taught to us Mm. um to that we are in control of what our life you know can look like and reflecting on our beliefs and getting a vision of what we want our life to I think more feel like yeah you know how do we want to feel I've been concentrating more on you know more on that feeling into that how does that feel how do you want it to feel do you want to feel like a washed out dish rag at the end of every day or the end of every week or do you want to feel fulfilled and satisfied with a little bit of juice left in the tank to give to your family and your partner or your pets or you know your friends whatever Um, and if that's how you want to feel look at how you can create that Mm. Um, but uh, I guess a, a side effect of trying to do that is then we will get resistance Mm. from what we think life should look like. So (laughs) that's when we're falling into all those old programs and beliefs that are not even ours to carry. They're either from parents, grandparents, you know, people around us, school teachers, other people, and we're just following suit. Mm. We're just, okay, well, this is what life should look like, you know, and I, I always say I just wish should could be stricken from the English dictionary. Like, (laughs) you know, or should or this should or why? Yeah. Why should it? I I think that that word for me is is one that is is a really powerful word or the essence behind it. It's being curious. You know, it's Mm. not doing something the way we've always done it 
without questioning why. I mean, that might be the best way to do it. How we're doing something might be the best way to do it. It might be giving us the outcome that we want and that might be fine. But just being curious to well, what is the what what am I doing this for? What is the purpose of this? What am I trying to achieve? And like you say, typically what we're striving for, and this is a conversation that that we that I had in another episode um, as well recently, we're striving for a feeling. Um, and we don't always know that. And so we sort of attach, you know, the thing that we're striving for two things, you know, we, we want more money, we want more clients, we want more customers, we want, you know, better suppliers, we want to, you know, get, um, have more this or more that, but actually the thing that we're craving isn't the material thing. It's, it's the feeling. So that suddenly opens up a whole different way of thinking about things and and thinking about what we do, doesn't it? Because it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do to get that feeling? And actually might not be as big a deal as, you know, going out and getting 10 more clients sort of thing. (laughs) It can be a lot more simple than we think. can't It it? can be. And quite often it is as humans, we overcomplicate things. (laughs) And, um, you know, if, if we if we simplify things and and yes start to move away from from expectations start to move away from the should list or or whatever I mean yes it's fantastic to have goals and I have big goals and dreams but then also looking at life through a realistic lens and how do I want it to feel for me um, for me personally has served me far greater than what do I want it to look like and whenever And I have put this to the test, you know, time and time again. Whenever I've gone looking or I've attached to a monetary outcome or a a particular number outcome and gone searching and marketing and reaching for that, it's just sticky and it doesn't really happen. But when I drop into how I want to feel and how I want to show up and I show up, every day like that for my clients I show up on my social media in from a different energy I share information I share knowledge and the rest just seems to flow in Mm. next minute I'm getting phone calls and referrals and and I haven't even really had to do anything it's just about being being the person that you want people to see and showing the world that and then the right people that are meant for you will be gravitated towards you and it's just a beautiful energetic I'm going to use that word I used in our coffee meeting dance yes (laughs) that dance it's a beautiful dance and we're dancing in that energy and in that you know between that ebb and flow of of creation and attraction and and letting that happen but letting all the attachment to the outcomes go because when we attach to an outcome we're actually blocking ourselves off from a lot of stuff that could drop in that Mm. we haven't even thought of yes and this is something that we spoke quite at length about as well wasn't it over our coffee and caramel slice Mm -hmm. The, the the fact that we can we can overthink things and we can almost force ourselves to try and think our way through a situation because that's what we have to do we have to problem solve we have to get get uh, get an answer get and then create action steps sort of thing and we've got to be doing all the time and I'm 
I'm putting my hand up. I am hugely guilty of that. And it's a big, I mean, me too. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that's just what we're taught, isn't it? We're yeah. taught it right from school. We're taught it, you know, like we have to be able to problem solve and work things out for ourselves, but we're not told how to do that. Therefore, we believe that we have to sit there and nut it out and brainstorm it or, you know, journal it or think it through. And actually, like you've just said, Um, just then you know if we can allow ourselves the freedom to just almost have faith that the the answers are going to drop in when they're meant to Mm. Um, you know I know this is something that you can elaborate a heck of a lot more on and probably a lot more articulately than me so I'll hand it over to you how do we how do we start to I guess, decondition ourselves from that way of thinking that we have to just think our way out of problems I think the first thing is slowing down, mm. really slowing down. And, and you know, that would be going back to also, you know, looking at our stress, managing our stress and then being able to slow down because we're all driven by our nervous system. And when we're busy, in inverted commas, and rushing and got so much of the doing happening, I always say to clients, imagine a rubbish bin that is just full of rubbish. Mm. So that's your that's your life, that's your mind. Everything is, because you're so busy, there's no space. So when you put rubbish in an overflowing bin, usually what happens, it falls out. Mm-hmm. Or you open it and you go, oh, there's no room for that. Mm. So the universe is not going to deliver anything else if you haven't made space Mm. because it's like trying to shove a milk carton in an already full bin yeah it'll go oh well there's no room for this but the minute you make some space the minute you quieten your mind and make some room for things to drop in like ideas and creation and strategies or you know things like that it will just drop in, but we just have to believe that it will. Mm. And that can be a little bit tricky, but it just comes back to something called trust and surrender. <laughs> yes. And as humans, we're not overly very good at that, but I think, you know, we're getting better. People are starting to look at at different you know forms of of the doing and they're starting to go yes I need to calm down and manage my stress and they're starting to learn about all of this metaphysical stuff it is just if we look at humans from a scientific perspective we are literally just creatures of physiology we're cells where it's all quantum physics yep you know so if you have that analytical mind and that that mind that's like I need evidence I need start researching quantum physics and the quantum physics field because the evidence is there and we Mm. all operate on a certain vibration so when we're stressed we're going to operate on a really low vibration and low vibration will only attract low vibration yeah so you know you're driving along you're full your mind's full you're stressed you run up the ass of someone in your car Yep, you went because everything bad happens to me. Now, when you're on a low vibration like that, it will. I can tell you right now, if you were present, if you were calm, if you were just driving along, 
chances of you running up someone's ass as you know pretty slim pretty slim it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Like mm. it, it really does sound so simple and it can it can almost sound so simple that it could be dismissed. Absolutely. You know, it's like, oh, for goodness sake, like, the, the, it's got to be harder than that. It's got to be more complicated than that. There's got to be more to it than that. Like mm. if someone sat there thinking those thoughts, which are perfectly valid and, again, hand up, 100% have gone through my head as well, where do we start? Like, you know, we, you say start with the slowing down. So what, what does that physically look like? Like what can, what are some of the things that we could maybe tweak in our day to help us um, change the way we think about things? So the first thing I always say to people is to just start small and start with even maybe just a two to five minute little moment in the day where they actually stop where they stop, they connect to their breath. They might do a little five-minute meditation or something like that. And so we're starting to slow the mind down and the nervous system down. And when I say slow the mind down, I don't mean slow it to the point where you can't think. We're actually, when we slow it down a little bit, we actually are more focused and we're more present and we're actually more productive. So making space in your day to just connect back to self and then to start dropping in and discovering yourself. Start with some self-awareness, get, get to know yourself, you know, whether it's through reading some different books, whether it's through working with some sort of coach or human design, you know, mentor or something like that. Get to know maybe your human design. If you don't, if you're not aware of something, you can't change it. Yes. So get to know yourself. Yes. Get to know your behaviours. Get to know your strengths. Get to know your weaknesses. And then start to feel into that. Okay, well, how do I go from here? You know, um, and then start refining life whether it's business or not but start refining and readjusting life to what is going to work for you better Mm. and experimenting I think I think that's a really key point isn't it it's 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 not we're not going to read a book listen to a podcast do a course or whatever and click our fingers and change um and be it it just it's not like that and the analogy I use is one that a mentor of mine shared with me and it's just stuck with me like glue you know he said you don't learn to swim by reading books on swimming um you learn to swim by getting in the pool and splashing around and nearly drowning yourself and getting really tired and getting over it and getting frustrated but then trying again you know you 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 Make, we make these changes over time and we make these changes by doing. And as you say, it's small steps at a time. So, yeah, for me, I've spent a, a huge amount of time, you know, understanding um, my personality, my, my behavior, how I work. So I use personality profiling in, in the work that I do right now. And I am starting to explore my human design that you mentioned before. Um, but, you know, personality profiling is where I'm at confidently at the moment and I know that I am a person who is I just want to be doing things like I I I 
do do a lot. And I know that whilst that's also, whilst that's a good thing, that is also one of my hangups because I can get so tunnel visioned in doing something that everything else gets blinkered out. And I, I can't see the fact that I'm, you know, set up my computer for hours and hours and hours and I'm, sh- uh, you know, shunning off the kids or hushing my husband or, you know, I, I can't see that. So like you say, awareness is the first thing, isn't it? We can't click our fingers and be different. But if we have awareness of how we operate, then we can start to install little tweaks, can't we? And just start to shift. So we're sort of working a bit more in alignment with, what's going to work best for us yeah exactly that's right and just then when you were talking I was you know I was just in my head thinking if you were a client that came to me with that um, that's exactly what I would say is developing some consciousness because a lot of that is unconscious behavior so your subconscious drives 90 to 95 percent of all of our behaviors so that conscious awareness so you know sometimes we need signals so if you are, a, for example, I'll just use that conversation, that little mm. snippet as an example, I would have said, okay, Claire, how about if you go to get on the computer, set a timer, mm. set a timer for 20 minutes. So you've got that, that tangible, that physical alarm to say, so you don't go down that rabbit hole. Also, another big thing um, I'm big on you know, doing with people is giving them the power because while ever we're saying, oh, yeah, but that's just my personality, that's just what happens, I go down that tunnel, no, no, mm-hmm. don't be a victim. Yeah. No, no, you're in charge. You're the driver of the bus. So make a decision. So mm-hmm. if your thought is, well, that's just me, that's just what I do, I can't change that, observe that thought, bring it to the light okay, I'm having the thought that this is just who I am. I don't feel like I can change it. Because until something's brought out into the light, we can't change it. Mm. So we bring it out to the light. All right, I'm noticing I have this thought quite a lot. So we have the thought, we observe it, and then we get to make a decision. We can either keep it or we can change it Mm. or choose again. So if we keep it, then, of course, we're just going to go on that same trajectory, aren't we? It's just going to do that loop that we always do. But if we choose, and choose is massive in human behaviour, everything we do is by choice, consciously or not. Yep, 100%. So if we choose to change it or choose another more helpful thought, then we're on a different path. And once we start to practice that regularly, it will start to become more automatic. Mm. So at first it might feel a bit arduous or it might feel like, oh, I forgot. And that's okay. Forgive ourselves for being human. We're not robots. But eventually it will start to stick. And so then you are more mindful. You're Mm. making more conscious decisions rather than just, you know, what I call letting life live you. You're living life. You're creating the life. And then things will flow from there. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I find is really important to acknowledge when we're having this kind of conversation, and you, you did mention it, like we, we, we're humans, not robots. So the end goal here is not 
to be perfect. It's, it, it's, we're not trying to create this like perfect version of ourselves that never gets stressed, never gets upset, never gets angry, never gets negative. Like that's not that's not what this is about, is it? Because no. typically I think if, if we hear this kind of message over and over again, it can almost start having the, a negative effect because, you know, we can be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. But then we have a shitty day or we snap at our partner or the kids frustrate us and we're like, oh, my God, like why can't I get this? But I think, again, like we spoke about it at length, like even when you know all of this, you still have shitty days. We still of have course. days where like, we just don't want to adult. We have days where it's like, oh, can we just have microwave pies for dinner? Because I can't be bothered to cook. Like yes. we have these moments, don't we? And that is normal. It is so fine. <laughs> it is. And honour that, honour that, check in with yourself. What do I need in this moment mm. to get through this moment or this day? And I do, as you know, I do a lot of work with children, um, but I also support the parents. And I always say to the parents, children are a product of their environment. And so we have to understand that we're leading by example. Yeah. So not only by us changing, you know, our behaviours, serving us and helping us and it will actually help our partner and it actually helps our children Mm. so you know if you want to create or or support your children into growing into well-rounded emotionally balanced you know healthy mindset children it starts with you and so if you honor your needs and your children witness that they will start to get to know what they need in mm. those moments. And then that actually helps their behaviour, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Because, you know, if you're having a stressful day, um, you can say to the children, mummy's had one of those days, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable in my body and I feel a little bit tight and a bit stressed. And I've decided that I need for us to all have a really simple dinner And then I really need to have an early night. Okay, that's what I need. And if we verbalise that, because quite often as mums will, as humans, I should say, will internalise it. Mm. So if we verbalise it, our little people understand that our behaviour has nothing to do with them. Yeah. Because we've said, this is where I'm at. We're also giving them permission to verbalise where they're at in their lives and then we can say to them and what do you feel like you need Mm. and so then they will that this will become like a second nature for them it won't feel as tricky as it is for us because we're still learning this as adults but if we can learn it and model it then our next generation aren't even going to need to have conversations like this It's it's such a um, when you put it in the context of how it impacts our kids. I remember, you know, when I was when I was learning a lot of this stuff for the first time, and and my coach brought in the fact of our kids and how how it influenced our kids. You know, that was when it kind of really hit me in the like it hit Mm. me hard. I'm like, oh my god! And again, like still, and I can't reiterate this enough. You know, I will still have moments like we had a moment with um, 
with our eldest son a couple of weeks ago and you know his, his behavior was being really challenging and you know my husband said to me at the time he's like well can, can you just stop and have a look at your own behavior and obviously that that in that moment I was just like that really mm. fired me up and got me super frustrated but you know when I grow up and 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 actually think about it I'm like actually you're you're 100 right yeah and he was modeling my behavior and and I think that's a really I mean it it's a really important check-in and it's not only, it's not only our kids, is it? it it's everyone around us. So mm-hmm. it might be our team at work. Um, it might be, um, you know, it might be colleagues. It might be our partner. It might be our friends, uh, our sort of our attitude. I say it is, is um, not addictive. What's the word? It just, it oozes out of us. Mm, and a bit like how yeah. you said before, that energy of um, when you're in a shitty mindset, more shitty stuff is going to happen because we're vibrating at that lower frequency. It, it also impacts the relationships with the people around us as well, doesn't it? So it you does, know, you're, definitely. you're likely to have more um, shitty clients come in or customers that are more demanding or problems with staff. So it's about raising I'm going to say this like I sound like I know what I'm talking about and I'd like you to elaborate, raising our frequency yes. <laughs> and operating at a higher vibration yes. level, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> Tell us how we yeah. do that in okay. real life. Okay, so, um, yeah, exactly. What you were just saying is exactly what happens. So it's just energy. So energy matches energy. So if we come in at a certain level people that we deal with are only going to be able to meet us or we can bring them up or down or whatever we need to to our energy it's called entrainment it's like you're in that in that little bubble you know so it's about you being able to manage your own so then it then can manage other people's so for example I used to work um in a in a workplace and you know people used to say to me how come such and such is never rude to you they're always rude to or how come you can get a conversation out of I said well I don't give them a choice because it doesn't matter what energy they come into I don't drop to theirs I lift them up to mine and over time or in that space they just meet you Mm. so they will meet you where you're at or it's like if someone comes in really heightened or if you you know for example a blow up with a partner or a child if they're heightened if you match them if you meet them there the only way to go is up (laughs) you know a lot of the time so bring them and I know I'm using my hands and no one can see it but I'm it's just a visual (laughs) so you bring them down Mm. And so, is it, so is that as simple as yeah talking drop slower, your energy, talking calmer, yeah. taking deep breaths? Yeah. So you it's drop as simple as that. your energy, you connect to your energy, <sighs> drop your energy and your voice will drop, your tone will drop, you'll feel calmer and then you they will eventually have to drop their energy to meet you mm. or it won't escalate any further. It's mm. just energy and yeah. it does happen. It, 
it's it's absolutely fascinating and I guess the same is true in reverse if if you've if you need to um you know create some energy create a bit of a buzz create some enthusiasm some excitement sort of thing it it works the same in advance it does yeah so going in on that higher vibration it doesn't mean you have to be skipping along like sunshine sally but just with that you know that energy of of alertness awakeness and and you know being happy and and sort of you know the the office misery guts comes in and you just don't let them bring you down to theirs you just keep bringing them up to yours Mm. and eventually they will meet you at a place it may not be quite as high as yours but it certainly brings them up Mm. I love it I love it I think it's it's so we're just magnets we're human magnets yeah that that's the visual that's coming to me now it's like (laughs) yeah it is again like no one can see it really is yeah I know (laughs) I know but I'm just such a visual person and and having that mindset too of understanding that where a human being is at at any given time or place that you meet wherever they're at and however they're acting very very rarely has anything to do with you Mm. you know so really checking your ego at the door and and understanding that everything that they're doing or whatever is usually a projection of their own stuff so not taking things personally Mm, and always dropping back into compassion and empathy um you know rather than accusation and ego-based sort of thinking um it's more you know oh they seem like they might be having a hard day rather than, oh, God, they're so rude. I'm so sick of them being so rude. Like we're, we're making that all about us and that's going to lower our vibration. Mm. But if we can turn that around to compassion or to even something more neutral like, oh, something's going on with them, oh, well, not my problem. You know? you know, it's curiosity again, isn't it? Yeah, and, curiosity and... rather than judgment. Mm. Change yeah. the lens. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what's gone on for them to it be like that. Opens up so many, yeah, opens up so many different experiences, doesn't it? Like literally at the moment um, or yesterday, I just finished writing a module for a, a school, a student leadership program. And this next module is all about the fact that attitude is everything and how we choose to look at a situation is going to drastically change the way we experience it. And, and it, it, stems from exactly like what we've been talking today i'm not digging as deep into energetics and things but that's exactly what it is isn't it it's how Mm. we choose to how we choose to respond to a situation circling right back to what you started with is we can't control 90 percent of what goes on around us ultimately Mm. we we just can't but we can control our attitude to it and our approach to it and how we choose to therefore experience it. So I think it's, it's such a, such a powerful thing. And something else that I wanted to circle back to, you mentioned it earlier about um, having goals and having that sort of destination that you want to head to, but not being so tied on um thinking through the actions of how you're going to get there and where my brain went from that. And again, it might be based on previous conversations that we've had is, is when we say, right, I want to be 
earning X amount by X date. You know, we're taught that that's how you set goals. They've got to be specific. They've got to be measurable. They've got to be timely. You know, where do you sit in your, in your thinking, in your beliefs around that and how we're taught to even make goals and make plans? How, where does all that fit? <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I still probably use, use that model, I guess, that smart goal model to a degree, but I always look at it from the perspective of this or something better. Mm. Yeah, okay. um, you know, and, and not, not being so attached to it. Um, I know we touched on when we had coffee too, something that we always become um, victim of as humans is human timing and kind of universal timing are very, very different. So I think being flexible with our timeframes or realistic. So what quite often what we initially go, okay, in 12 months, dot, 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 this will be happening. Realistically and with universal timing, we could be looking at two or three years. Mm. But that's okay. So setting the goals but keeping the timelines a little bit more fluid and then readjusting and readapting as we move along. So we allow for things to fall in and drop in and and grow and evolve and, and change because if we have just such a staunch timeline, it's like we are looking at it through blinkers mm. and all this other beautiful stuff. Like if I had have stuck to my original goal when I started my business, I would have been nowhere, absolutely nowhere near where I am and, and doing the things I've done. And I've had some amazing experiences and met some amazing people and learnt so much um, because it just, I think, too, it can come back to personality. Mm-hmm. And and I obviously am a person that doesn't like being too restricted <laughs> to, to things. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I was always open to letting things drop in but if you're a bit more of that type a personality where it's this my way of the highway just starting to to look at ways that you can start to allow yourself to become more flexible and opening yourself up to more variety and more opportunity to come your way because there's no dollar amount that you can put on experience and experiences like to me that's life that's living and I feel like that even flows into what we look at as abundance isn't a monetary thing or success isn't a monetary thing you know um, abundance can be I am just energetically abundant or the abundance of the the people that I've met and the experiences that I've had you could not put a dollar value on that and then money will just be a side benefit yeah money is just energy it and, flows this is a this is a whole other conversation it is in its, it in itself because it's yeah. it's a powerful one and it does challenge a lot of societal beliefs doesn't it it, it challenges a lot oh i've of, had to unpack a hell of a lot of stuff around a lot of it. thinking yeah. yeah and and i think just going back to what you said before about the you know being very set on i'm going to be here in 12 months time and and actually just allowing ourselves to say i'm going to be here and not so much putting a time limit on it and 
it might take two or three years, but actually it might also then take six months Mm. because we've opened ourselves up to that just being the, the, the destination that we want to get to. And we've kind of um, detached ourselves from the highway that we think is the right highway to get us there. And that's going to allow us to see that little country lane round just over there. That's actually a shortcut. But if we'd have been so blinkered on the, uh, on the highway that we were on, we would have missed it. Um, And so I think for anyone listening who, who might've been challenged by what you said there, well, geez, you know, I can't, I can't let things drag on two or three years. Actually um, that way of thinking might be restricting you from getting where you want to go because it's still that blinkered thinking. And, and a real life example of of that just is completely might seem completely random, but I think it ties in nicely. My hubby and I were talking last night and he listens to um, listened to a podcast. So as a guy started a podcast relevant on what it was on, he really enjoyed it. Like Terry really enjoyed listening to this podcast. And then uh, over time, the guy decided to monetize it and it'd be a membership to listen to the podcast. Um, so Terry joined it, continued to enjoy it. And all through all through this time, the guy had a career, had a job and was podcasting on the side. He then, I guess, decided, well, I could make a living out of this. So left his job and decided to, you know, do the podcast and build the subscriptions up to be his income. And Terry said the quality of the podcast started to drop because all of a sudden there was financial pressure there and there was there was this has to make money. I have to get more people doing this. And his energy dropped and therefore the quality of his content dropped. Terry didn't enjoy listening to it anymore because it sounded desperate um, and cancelled his subscription. And he said, you know, others that he's gone back and listened to, like the quality has just been going down and down and down. So I think, you know, that's that's an example, I think, of, of our energetics and the energy that we bring to something and not putting extra pressure on ourselves and maybe just having faith that things will happen when they're meant to happen. That can sound very woo-woo, but you know, I can see by your eyes and you're nodding like, yeah, you I agree. Like, Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a beautiful, um, there's a couple of beautiful phrases that I use that are not mine. I don't want to claim them. They're from um, a guy called Peter Crone and they call him the mind architect. And I've done a little bit of um, study under him last year. He ran a few little short courses And a few that have really resonated with me that I always share um, just help to, uh, he's all about using language and and simplifying things because he, he always says humans are complicated. And if we just use simple phrases to release the resistance or the attachment to an idea, Um, And so quite often one thing that I know I used to attach to all the time was, oh, is this meant for me? Is this person meant for me? Is this experience meant for me? Like I was so attached to, is this meant to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I was really, and, and you know, so then we learned the phrase, you are where you're meant to be because this is where you are. Mm. And it's so simple. But every time I remind myself of that or I say that to myself or someone else, that energetic release, that that resistance, that desperation, that needing to know just gets released. And if we can believe that we are where we're meant to be because this is where we are. 
I think that is so powerful. Isn't, even, that even, is just so powerful. Yeah. Even, you know, you just saying it, I'm like, <sighs> yep. It, it's just, I think, so if, if for anyone listening, I think, I think the, the biggest, the biggest takeaway, like that I have gotten from this conversation is that we need to learn to trust. We need to learn to have faith. We need to learn the belief in what will be will be if we have a goal if we know what's important to us if we know our priorities and we then just have faith that the actions that we're taking when we stop overthinking and stop Mm. trying to analyze everything and come up with the right answer if Mm. we just have faith in what we're doing it's going to lead us there. Would that be yeah, a summation? <laughs> it would. And and what was just going through my mind, you know, before when you were talking about that podcast example was, you know, some mindset stuff that I learned early on in the piece around, you know, attracting and law of attraction was not looking at what can I get from this or how much will I make? How can I serve? Mm. How can I show up and serve? these people and it might be one person but you never know if you serve them in the the most magical way then that that word Mm -hmm. of mouth and that yeah that ripple effect will be much bigger than flyers posted everywhere or you just talking at people or you know you just trying to sell things because you're trying to make money um how can I how can I serve and then um, it shifts the energy and then it releases the attachment and the desperation and then you show up in, in a different way. Yeah. And that, that podcast example was, was a perfect example of that energetic attachment to an outcome actually impeding our performance um, and therefore our bottom line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, like with all these conversations, I could just keep going. We could just keep going. (laughs) We could talk for six hours, seriously. (laughs) And that's why, that's why you are coming back to run another session in the Real Life Business Hub. You did that for us after your last podcast as well. Um, I think your your stress buster workshop in the hub has been one of the most watched of the masterclasses in there. It's super, super valuable. And so next time um, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into what we've talked about today and a bit more of the, a bit more of the how, how we um, shift our energies, how we manage our mindsets and and build a business that is in flow with us. I think that's um, going to be super, super exciting. So anybody listening who um, wants to jump in on that, I'll put a little link in the show notes to this episode with all the info as well. And um, yes, I am so looking forward to it. Mel, thank you so much again for those um for those listening in that might want to connect with you and follow a bit more about what you do where can they find you so integra healing co is my new company name you will find that on instagram just at integra healing co facebook page integra healing co and my website which is meljud.com and then that has links to all my socials as well fabulous 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 i would encourage everybody to um go follow you on socials because there's always lots of uplifting inspirational things that you share so um thank thank you. you so much for your time i really really appreciate it my pleasure thanks claire 
And there we have it. What did you love about this conversation? This is something that I always ask at the end of every episode. And I love it when some of you share the responses to that question with me. I think that's freaking awesome. But I also love the thought that you're just going to take a moment for yourselves to reflect on what you've just listened to. Because let's face it, life is busy. There's a lot going on. And many of us are going to be absorbing podcasts on the go. Maybe we're driving. Maybe we're vacuuming. Maybe we're pottering around the house or doing jobs on the computer, whatever it might be, it can be really easy to just have something on in the background and then just finish it and move on to the next thing. So I want you to just stop, just take 30 seconds and really consider what you've just listened to and think about what the main thing from Mel's conversation that you can take away is and how that might make a difference to how you either approach things or do things or think about things or feel things. Um, It's a really, really important step. So again, for me, there was so much to take away from this conversation. I think the biggest thing, and if you've been following me for a while, you know I'm really passionate about this, is that we always always have a choice. I love how Mel said we always have two ways of looking at things. You know, we don't have to play the victim. So we're the victim or the victor and we always have the power to raise our energy and when we do we become infectious. We become like a magnet and we attract people around us that are vibrating at a higher frequency as well. I also love the I also love the concept of detaching from an outcome. So it's not about saying, all right, that's it. I'm never going to make goals because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to make goals because, you know, I'm detaching from the outcome. What will be will be. And that's not what I'm saying. Have goals. Have things you're aiming for. Have priorities. Be clear on your values and what's important to you and what's going to be your sort of guiding compass along the way. But then trust that what will be will be trust that the action that you take will be the action that you need to enable that goal to come to reality stop trying to think your way through things now I am super guilty of this and this is why I love to have regular coffee check-ins with Mel because she always just reminds me to stop trying to think my way through things and to trust my intuition and to really feel into it. And when I do that, the right answer always comes to me. So yeah, they were probably my the biggest things I took away from this conversation. And I'd love to hear yours. Now, the other thing I want to mention really quickly before I wrap up is on the 10th of June. So we're in 2022 as this is being recorded. So the 10th of June, 2022, Mel is going to be facilitating a session in my real life business hub. And this is going to be specific to the business mum in juggle state. So if you are currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, spread too thin, not knowing where to focus, high energy one minute, completely flat and emotional the next. If that sounds like you, first of all, rest assured that probably sounds like every single business mama and I'd say probably career mama and even um, full-time home mama. It's probably 
everybody listening to this podcast right now who has moments of those um, feelings. So first of all, validation, you are not alone. But if that is you, then this masterclass is probably something that you're going to get a heap of value out of because Mel's going to dive a lot deeper into the strategies that she herself uses as a mum to calm those huge tidal waves of emotion, those real highs one minute and then the really deep lows and everything in between. So she's going to share practical strategies and things that we can do to help us, sounds so cliche, ride that roller coaster and better manage ourselves. And when we can better manage ourselves, as we've heard through this podcast, it's all energy and that's going to come back to us in terms of the clients that we attract, in terms of the money that we bring into our business and in terms of the fulfillment that we feel in every aspect of our life. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, get into my DMs over on Insta at clairemarkwick.reignite and I will hook you up. You have been listening to the Real Life Business Podcast with me, Claire Marquick, bringing confidence, clarity, and calm to the busy mum in business. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated and I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at clairemarkwick.reignite. And let's share this real life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.